Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You, or if you're a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all of your friends and family. And if you'd like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find us on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. And welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. I'm Brother Michael D'Angelo, and it's great to be back. I've been gone for a few weeks, uh, but it's good to be back here in the studio and back into the book of 1 Thessalonians. We'll be in chapter 3 tonight, speaking about abounding love. So join me in the podcast that was previously recorded. Thursday night, and um, I got something going on here. Something's going on in my headphones here, so I need to check this. One second. Oh, goodness. I don't know if you can hear me or not. Uh, It's kind of a weird tonight. I have um, just myself here tonight, and for some reason, oh, here we go. I think I just had a little bit of a glitch. All right, you should be able to hear me now. I'm sorry about that. I apologize about that. I'm not sure exactly what happened there, but I had like a slight little glitch. I was just hearing myself in my right ear, and I was not hearing myself in stereo, and I said, uh-oh, something's going on. Um, I'm hopefully that's been corrected. Uh Sometimes this little board in here, uh, it's been doing me well for the past couple years, but uh, sometimes this board in here gets messed with by my children. And uh, so it's been a minute. It's been almost, uh, in fact, it's been a month since the last time I was on here. And um, I was just speaking just really briefly on the phone with my brother, uh, Aaron, who was on here last time I was live. And so it's been a, a solid month and time has really flown by. Um, Thank you for the prayers and everything um, as far as my uh, mission where uh, we went up, we did our construction, uh, we did uh, all of our field exercises and things like that as uh, my uh, the CBs, the construction battalions that I'm in, and uh, we successfully passed that. And what I'm really thankful for is the fact that uh, in my group, um, I'm responsible for roughly... 80 some odd people uh, that I had with me there in, at my detachment. And, um, and we didn't have a single uh, heat casualty. And what I mean by that is that nobody had to run an IV. Um, everybody was stayed safe. And uh, that was a blessing because I, I was really kind of uh, concerned about that with the, with the heat and everything that was going on in South Mississippi. Uh, those, those several weeks that we were up there, it was very, very, very hot. And uh, I'm not. Uh, I I don't really want to do that too much too many more times. I I'm not as young as I once was. So, uh, but anyways, thanks. Thank the Lord for 
getting us through that. Um, reunited with my family and everything and being back it was such a great thing. I've uh, been back for about a week or so. Last week, um, I could have went live on Thursday, uh, but it, I had just re- gotten home uh, the previous couple days ago uh, prior to that. And so I was like, well, you know, I'm just going to take some time and spend some time with the family. And it was good. And uh, as we gathered around together, my family is actually not with me tonight. Uh, they're actually over in Alabama and visiting with some friends uh, or for family that have all come down uh, from Indiana. So uh, my wife's sister and a bunch of their of her family is over there. So um, I have the house all to myself and the puppy dogs, and um, it's a little, it's a kind of an interesting feeling. Like I'm not used to being in this big house. Uh, with by myself but here I am and here I am with you and I'm I'm really thankful to be back and I'm really looking forward to getting back into the study of first Thessalonians uh, not a very long chapter tonight but um, there's a few little things that we're going to point out and uh, it's it, it it really touched me on some of the things we'll see tonight uh, it really touched me the uh, the feeling that Paul had for these Thessalonians and how they were concerned for him in his tribulation and then, uh, as the title of the message comes from um, this chapter here, is out of verse number 12, Abound in Love, and we'll speak about that. So, um, very thankful for you joining me here once again, as I said, is on, on Let This Mind Be in You. Uh, my brother Aaron said that he's been, uh, he gave the the ministry, um, as far as the podcast and the live stream and everything like that, he gave that to uh, an individual who was asking if he knew about any good ones. So if you get approached about the same thing, please give us a recommendation. I would, I would appreciate that. Uh, about a Bible-based, uh, the King James Bible, we, we stand on God's Word and His Word alone. And uh, I'm thankful for the mind of Christ, uh, especially in these days that we are in, in this present evil world, as Paul put it. And um, anyways, uh, so we're back in the book of 1 Thessalonians in chapter 3 tonight. Before we get started on that, of course, I just want to make a quick little plug for uh, speaking of podcasts. You can find Let This Mind Be In You Ministries podcast on just about any of the podcasting platforms. Uh, so the audio version gets uploaded later on. If you'd like to watch live and you'd like to see the uh, interior of the studio, you can watch um, along with me. Uh, sometimes I, I really want to get into um, a lot more interviews. I am working on one right now with a friend of my father's. Um, it, this will be several, several, several weeks away, uh, but I'm looking forward to more interviews. Uh, I'm trying to work out a thing where I can get more interaction with uh, the audience that, that they can, that you can, um, instead of just typing comments that are out of context, because as I say something 30 seconds later, a comment, you, you hear it, and then the comment gets posted, and I see it 35 seconds later. It's not a really, uh, really efficient way to communicate. So I'd really like to look into some sort of um, call screening, uh, some sort of over voice over the Internet um, way to call in uh, for some sort of questions and also um, more online interviews. Of course, I have the, the studio and uh, I'd like to have a lot more in-person live um, sessions as well. Uh, but I love these times where it's just myself and the Word of God and whoever may be listening out there. And as we go through the book, uh, books of the Bible, we go through chapter, line upon line, and um, that's what we like to do. Oh, 
Speaking of my wife, she says it sounds great. So even over in Orange Beach, Alabama, she's my sound engineer. She gives me a, a heads up. Although I don't know what was going on at the beginning. I don't know if you guys heard that in mono instead of uh, in stereo, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, Huntress, she says that she could always hear me. So, okay, well, that's good. Uh, good to see you, sister, here over here on YouTube. Uh, of course, as I mentioned, all the podcast platforms, of course, we have the live streaming platforms of Facebook and also YouTube. And uh, you can also watch these videos on Odyssey, also known as Library. You can look me up on Odyssey. I, I really just, I haven't messed around with my Rumble account or any of that stuff. I, it's, I, I, I just don't have the time to like produce and, and push it out to every single platform that I'm on. Uh, maybe at some other time and uh, maybe we, when I get a few more uh, free time, I can start uploading more videos to that. But uh, I just appreciate if you do watch on any of these platforms. I really do. Uh, so with that being said, oh, coffee from my brother Aaron here. And that's great. All right, let's go to the Word of God. Back in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, for any of those that are watching live or will be watching later on, uh, let's follow along here. As it says in verse number 1, wherefore... Uh, just in way, since it's been over a month since we had been in First Thessalonians, um, of course, Paul's talking about how he desired to come and see them in person, uh, but it said Satan hindered us for whatever that meant, as we, we talked about that a little bit. But it says, wherefore, when we could no longer forbear, um, when they could no longer, it's, it's got this, this idea of when they could no longer stand it. They really just wanted to know so much and how the Thessalonians were doing. We thought it good to be left at Athens alone and sent Timotheus, our brother. Of course, this is Timothy, uh, as we've studied through the book of First uh, and Second Timothy together already on this channel. Our brother and minister of God and our fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ to establish you and to comfort you concerning your faith. Now look at these next couple verses here which I've written off to the side of my Bible here in my notes. Um, and I've written Paul's words to strengthen them. Um, it's always good to hear, as I mentioned, I was just on the phone with uh, my, my brother Aaron Clark, and uh, he's been on this channel. But besides just being on my channel and all that kind of stuff, he's a brother in Christ. He's, he's, he's close to me. I, I love him. And when... Um, it just seems that the Lord puts people in our lives that, you know, when we're kind of just kind of down a little bit or just kind of struggling through something, I'll get a phone call and it'll be him. And, uh, he said the same about me a couple of times where uh, I'll just call him out of the blue and say, Hey, I'm just thinking, how are you doing? You know, and we'll start talking. He's like, I'm so glad you called. Um, this is the same thing. They didn't have phones obviously back then, but Paul has given them some strengthening words, something to help them because there was obviously something that they were hearing uh, about the Thessalonians uh, and the group there that were concerned about Paul. And as we see here in these next couple of verses here, so I just kind of wrote off to the side, these are some Paul uh, Paul's words to strengthen them, to, to, to boost them up, to, to uh, edify them, you know, build them up. And it says here, uh, and to comfort you concerning your faith, that no man should be moved by these afflictions, 
And now Paul obviously went through a lot of afflictions in his life. Um, For yourselves know that we are appointed thereunto. Now, Paul is telling them, he said, look, you know, I've told you this before in, in not so many words, where he's saying that we are appointed unto this. Paul knew what he was appointed unto. And where we find this, I believe Paul was told this several times, but where we find the first mention of this is back in Acts chapter 9. This is when Paul had been struck blind on the road to Damascus. And that uh, now there was a, a man named uh, Ananias who was a follower of Jesus who had heard all these things about Paul uh, at the time, Saul. And the Lord had told him to go and see him. Uh, so we picked it up here in verse number 15. It says, but the Lord, this is Acts chapter 9, verse number 15. But the Lord said unto him, go thy way. Uh, Ananias had just got done saying, Lord, uh, this guy is a dangerous person. He's He's got authority to do all this stuff. He, how much evil he has done to the saints at Jerusalem. And he's authority of the chief priest to bind. In verse number 15, the Lord says to him, But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me, to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Verse number 16, For I will show him, how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. So the things that Paul had done in his um, lost condition, uh, religious, I would say, but lost, you know, the the Jew of Jews, and has, he was a zealous man going after these, what he thought were just rank heretics. And as he was doing that, he was binding people. He was throwing them in prison. He was beating them and having them, you know, signed to be killed. And as a result, for Jesus' name's sake, for the same reason, the same persecutor would then suffer the same things in his life. But not because he was being punished, but for whose name's sake? For Christ's name's sake, as he says here in verse number 16, for I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. So Ananias went his way, and of course we know the rest of the account. But look at another verse. Paul addresses this again in Philippians. Philippians chapter 1 and verse number 12 through 14. Let's look at that real quick. Philippians chapter 1, verses 12 through 14. And Paul says here, oh, one more page, here we go. Paul says here, but I would, you should understand, brethren, that the things which happen unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. The same thing he's saying to the Thessalonians, you, you know these things that I have to suffer for these, for these reasons. Um, this is why, because for his name's sake, for the furtherance, it says here in verse number 12, um, furtherance of the gospel, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest, just clearly seen in all the palace and in all other places. And many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confident by my bonds, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Now, again, whether or not, I think I've said this before on this on this channel, but whether or not we suffer physical persecution or verbal persecution or whatever we want to call it, especially here in America, um, pales in comparison to what Paul went through. 
he is our example or ensample that we can wax uh, boldly as we follow him as he follows Christ, as he says in other places. So that they, as it says here, uh, waxing confidence by my bonds are much more bold to speak the word without fear. There's the example. There's the reason for Christ's name's sake, for Jesus' name's sake, we can now wax bold. Seeing the things that Paul went through, seeing the things, my goodness, if you read you know, Fox's Book of Martyrs or any of these accounts of what people went through, I think of, um, who's the missionary? Uh, Elliot. The, the the pilot that went down to these uh, native Indian or these native uh, tribes that were down in South America and how he was killed for the cause of Christ. You know, these different things make us think to ourselves, you know, if I get a little bit of ridicule on a street corner or if I get a little bit of a uh, cussing out or something like that, what is that in comparison to the things that these men of God, these um, ambassadors under persecution, and especially what Paul has gone through, what am, what am I doing here? I need to wax bold from that example. One other place I want to take you to is 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse number 12. Paul says, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. And you'll see that. Um, again, as we went through First Timothy as well, in Second Timothy, it doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to somehow, if you're not suffering, uh, getting stoned to death or being beaten by rods or being trashed and thrashed by a mob of people, that somehow we're not living godly. We have uh, certain liberty and freedom to say things things as of now, um, and to be a witness, to be a, an ambassador for Christ without, I guess, this fear of being tossed into prison and beaten and all these different things. But that's not worldwide. But you can, that doesn't necessarily mean, though, that you're not living godly. You may suffer the persecution in a different way. You may lose what you would consider to be friends, family, and so forth and so on. As your witness, and you know, you're not being um, somewhat, you know, like intentionally trying to be crass to people and to be uh, ugly to people, but you're just simply in truth and love given the word of God. And people don't like that. Family, uh, close friends that you thought were close that will leave you and, and, and say things about you. Maybe that's the persecution. I don't know. But just live for Christ. Live for him. Look at Paul as our example. And he continues on here that he said, look, we're appointed unto this for verily, verse number four, back in First Thessalonians 3, for verily when we were with you, we told you before that we should suffer tribulation even as it came to pass, and ye know. So Paul had evidently, obviously in his first time coming through there before he wrote this uh, first letter to the Thessalonians, had told them, this is what God had told me. I will suffer persecution. I will go through tribulation for the furtherance of the gospel. These things have to be done, have to be done because Christ said that it would, not for some sort of weird punishment or whatever, but for his glory, for Christ's glory. And we see this term tribulation used many times in Paul's uh, letters. 
we see it in Romans chapter 5, and I'm, let's go to Romans. I'm going to turn to every one of these verses here because I think it's important. It leads up to uh, the last one I want to talk about. But the first mention of tribulation in Paul's letters is in Romans 5, verse 3. So we'll go through that really quick. And if you're writing down notes, you can either pause this or go back in uh, later on and write these down if you don't uh, able to turn to them quickly. But uh, Romans 5 and verse 3, And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. And it goes on. And patience, experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not a shame, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. So once again, Paul said, look, we actually glory in these persecutions and these tribulations and these trials and things that are done because we know, Paul says, I know why I'm suffering these things. It's for the cause of Christ, for his glory. Thereby, he had glory in them. How, how can we glory in tribulation? Well, you got to die to self because yourself certainly doesn't like tribulation. Uh, in my flesh, I don't like to be hurt by people or to be spoken ill about or to be hurt physically by people. Of course not. Uh, my body recoils from that kind of thing naturally. But if I die to self and understand that it's not for my glory, it's, it's for his that gives me the boldness. That should give us all boldness. Help us to die to self. Look at another one here, uh, Romans 8 and verse number 35, just a few pages over. Romans 8 and verse number 35, another example here of tribulation. Paul says here, here, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Obviously, the answer to that is nobody. Nobody can separate us from the body of Christ because we are his body. So the tribulations may come, but that can't separate you. The persecutions can come. That won't separate you. So Paul simply says, who shall separate us? No one. Because you weren't brought into the body of Christ by your own actions. Therefore, you can't remove yourself by your own actions or the actions of others. What a, what a miraculous thing. And then finally in Romans, in Romans 12, 12. Romans 12 and verse number 12, where it says, Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. And remember what I said. How can we do these things? Because continuing instant in prayer is continuing to die to self. It's a surrender of your will to his. And I've spoken about that many, many times on here, of what biblical prayer actually is. It's not this thing, dear God, give me this. You know, that's, you know, prayers asking. Dear God, give me health. Dear God, give that person health or whatever. The true heart of prayer is the dying to self and to surrender your will to his. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Same thing as we talked about numerous times on this channel about the true Lord's prayer that he gives an example of in the garden. So if you would, uh, let's uh, turn over to a couple more verses here as we talk about this tribulation. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. The next mention here, 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse number 4. Paul mentions tribulation again. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse number 4. 
There we go. It was sticking together. Who comfort us, us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. That's a great verse saying that the same God, as, as you go through whatever it is that you're going through in this life, this present world, this present evil world, in all our tribulation, we know who comforts us. That, in turn, should remind us that we should comfort one another. And that's what it's saying there, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble. Be very careful about how you treat other people, especially in the body of Christ. We're going to get to that later on here in 1 Thessalonians 3 when it talks about all. Anyways, last one, uh, or second to last one, 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse number 4. Here's another good one. 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse number 4. Great is my boldness of speech towards you. Great is my glorying of you. I am filled with comfort. I am exceeding, I am exceeding joyful in all, in all, excuse me, in all our tribulation. How do we have joy in tribulation? Having the mind of Christ, dying to self. You know the uh, the 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 fact that the Creator God humbled Himself and took on the form of a servant is what this. Um, Philippians 2 and let this mind be in you is all about when it's talking about that. We need to do the same, not to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think. Amazing. Christ suffered persecution, did he not? Tribulation. So now Christ in you, you are the body of Christ. You, Christ in you, body of Christ, you're in his body. So therefore, you're going to suffer the persecution. Jesus told his disciples the same thing. You know, it's, it is what it is. But it's also part of life. But, Brother Mike, you know, I've been trying to do that. You know, by the power of the Spirit, I've been trying to die to self. Can you give me any sort of uh, comforting words? When will this all end? Well, there is an end. So go back to uh, Thessalonians, but this time go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. It will end. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse number 6. Look at this. Uh, let's actually go back to, just to give us a little bit of context here. Uh, verse number 3. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you all toward each other abundeth. Aboundeth, excuse me. We'll see abounding here in a minute. So that we ourselves glory in you and the churches of God for your patience and faith and all your persecutions and tribulations that ye endure. There it is again. Which is manifest token of the righteous judgment of God that ye may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which ye also suffer. Kingdom of God is the spiritual. It's not a physical kingdom. Seeing it is righteous, it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble, that trouble you. And to you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. And it keeps going and going and going, talking about there will be a time where God will finally, Jesus will come, and he will judge righteously for a thousand years. This is coming to an end? Yes. 
wrath will be poured out on the earth. He will judge the earth. All those people, all those things that you think that are just causing tribulation and things in this world, this evil, present, wicked world, will be judged in Daniel's 70th week. He will judge it. So as you think about that, not this some sort of like, oh, hey, you know, vengeance is coming. Boy, I tell you what. See, vengeance is of the Lord. It's his. He's going to repay. So it's not our job to lash back out at somebody who's maybe persecuting you. Have the mind of Christ and know that there is an end coming. As I mentioned before when I was in the book of, um, I think I've mentioned it before in here, but in the book of Romans, it talks about the the, the Lord is very long-suffering. He's long-suffering, long-suffering. keeps talking about that. But judgment is coming. Judgment is coming to this earth. It's not a pleasant thing to talk about. That's why you don't want to be here for it. You don't have to be because he took the wrath upon himself already. If you are in his body, you are crucified with Christ. You've been born again. You've been buried with him as well and risen again for that newness of life that that uh, blessed hope that's coming. You've already suffered the wrath because your sins have been forgiven because your wrath was placed upon the Savior, the Creator God, as He was manifesting flesh and standing, you know, hung on that cross, nailed to it. That is the wrath that it says that God poured out upon the perfect sacrifice, Jesus Christ. God manifests in the flesh. So that's why you don't have to suffer the wrath that is to come. The judgment, the, the recompense, the, the um, as it says here in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. It's coming. You don't want to be here for it. So there is an end that is coming. Verse number five, back in, we'll finish up First uh, Thessalonians 3 tonight. It says in verse number five, For this cause, when I could no longer forbear, I sent to know your faith. Paul was anxious to hear about them. Lest by some means a tempter have tempted you, and our labor be in vain. Paul was very concerned because humans are humans. Flesh is flesh. There's a struggle constantly. And Paul was, um, I wouldn't say he was worried, but he was concerned. He was just like, oh, I just couldn't forbear it. He couldn't almost handle it anymore. Sent Timothy, I sent to know your faith so that he could hear this. And listen to what it says now. But now when Timotheus came from you unto us, this is so refreshing, and brought us good tidings of your faith and charity and that ye have a good Remembrance of us always desiring greatly to see us as we also to see you. Therefore, brethren, we were comforted over you in all our affliction and distress by your faith. For now we live if ye stand fast in the Lord. Paul heard that they were rooted and grounded as the body of Christ. They had a knowledge they were growing in grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that comforted them so much. 
so much. What a what a great thing to just see, and you can you can hear you can hear Paul's heart in this as these inspiration of the Holy Spirit for him to write in this this God breathed inspired scripture. You see his heart in this. You see Paul coming in and saying, "I just I couldn't forbear it anymore." But but Timothy came back. And when he came back, he told us of your faith and how you were rooted and grounded in the word, and you were, weren't about anything else but the word, and you were, you were growing in your faith and, um, and comforted over you all in our affliction and distress by your faith and charity, truth and love. There it is, speaking truth and love. Verse number nine, for what thanks can we render to God again for you, for all the joy wherewith we joy for your sakes before our God, night and day praying exceedingly that we might see your face and might perfect that which is lacking in your faith. So basically, for what thanks can we render to God again? For all joy wherewith we joy for your sakes. And then this, it finishes up with the question there, night and day praying exceedingly that we might see your face and might perfect that which is lacking in your faith. Saying there's, it's almost like there's nothing lacking. We're so thankful to hear that you are remaining steadfast. And now, as he finishes up here in this in this portion of his letter, he says, "Now God Himself and our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ direct our way unto you, and the Lord make you to increase and abound in love one toward another." And it's not just for the body of Christ. Look at this, and toward all men even as we do toward you. Abound in love. See, truth and love are not absent from each other. Speaking the truth to people means you love them. Make sure you do it in love and not in this, even if they're in the body of Christ or you're not sure or whatever and you're speaking to them and trying to contend and saying, oh, you just got to get your head screwed on straight. Be careful. Abound in love. Just give them truth in love. Um. I endeavor to do that here on this channel, and as a, as a result, I believe I'm not very, I guess you would say, confrontational. Some people, but I do take a stand, do I not? I stand on God's word. I, I just tell the truth. Say it line by line, just give the scripture. But I'm not going to do it in a confrontational type of way and, and rip and snort and, and call people names and all these other kinds of things. I'm just not going to do it. Now, that may, they may be, you know, not somebody's cup of tea, and that's fine. But I'm not trying to please men. I'm trying to please the Lord. And as what he has said for me to do is to speak truth in love, not to compromise, not to waver, but to give truth in love. I love you. I'm going to tell you the truth. That's our thing that we need to do because that's toward all men. That's not just towards those that we believe or may not be or whatever in the body of Christ. Like, oh, I'm pretty sure they're in the body. I'm pretty sure they're saved. So I'm going to speak only to them, you know. Like, I'll, I'll speak in love towards them. No, we're to abound in love, overflow in love. And what is love? This. Thy word is truth. Remember, you can't separate it from love. So this is truth. This is love. So that, uh, how do you abound in it? So there's many, 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 many verses that, I, uh, for sake of time, let's just hit um, 
Uh, let's just hit uh, a couple in Romans. I'll give you the passages here, and we may end up turning it to all of them. I don't know. But Romans chapter 5 and verse number 20. This, this, this idea, let the Bible define itself here, this, this word abound. Romans 5 and verse number 20. Look at the example. Moreover, the law entered that the offenses might abound. Means it's just, it's without excuse now, right? Remember when the law was there for, it was as a schoolmaster. But where sin abounded, see all this sin, here it is. Grace did much more abound. That's such a great statement. Because the sin is great. In fact, it was so great that no man could come ever again and be reconciled to God. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. What a great thing. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. All this sin out there, boy, it's just, oh, I can't, it's, it's, it's un, we can't overcome it. You're right, you can't. But where sin abounded, overflow just everywhere, it's just this idea of just an immense amount of sin. Grace did much more abound. What a fantastic statement. And right there in Romans 6, verse 1, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. See, the abounding, hey, okay, now I'm in Christ. Uh, okay, let's let this grace abound a little bit. I can do whatever I want. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How, how cheaply that we treat that. Hmm. In Romans 15, verse 13, let's look at abounding over here. It says, now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. How can I have this abounding, this overflowing? Well, that ye may abound. How? God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. As the more you get into this word, the more you'll believe it. I guarantee you that. That ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. You know you are steadfast, you are rooted and grounded, you are persuaded fully. That's how it abounds, through the power of the Spirit. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 5. We'll just skip right through these. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse number 5. Second Corinthians chapter 1 and verse number Five. For some reason the pages are sticking together for me today. All right. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. I just simply saying that the the abounding is available. The sufferings of Christ happened, right? You know, and since we're in Him, remember we just talked about that. As that is, we have suffered the persecution, we have suffered tribulation, we have suffered the wrath already because we are in Him. He's taken it. Done. He took it all. So our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. That's what we can take the comfort in. There it is again. Abounding. Second Corinthians chapter 8 and verse number 7. Second Corinthians 8 and verse number 7. Therefore, as ye abound in everything, in faith, in utterance, in knowledge, and in all diligence, and in your love to us, see that ye abound in this grace also. Don't forget about grace. 
sometimes, and I see this in my life, and I've been guilty of it, and I have to really just die to self on this a lot of times. The more I study and the more, like, I guess you would say that this uh, abounding in everything, you know, the faith, and, oh, boy, I feel like I can just say these things, the utterances, and knowledge. Boy, I've been learning so much, and I just... And in all diligence, boy, I'm just so diligent. I want to tell everybody. I want to do this. Just And in your love to us, it says, see that you abound in this grace also. Let your speech be always with grace, Colossians 4, seasoned with salt. Seasoned with salt. Just remember, and I've been guilty of it, just remember as we grow in grace and the knowledge and everything like that, don't forget about the grace. You got to abound in that. And verse number 8 of chapter 9. Just one more chapter over. Hey, Jason. It's good to have you back. And it's good to be back. I just saw that over there on YouTube. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 9 and verse number 8. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that ye always, always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Just, for, you know, put the cart in the proper place. I, I, I use this analogy a lot. It's not about the doing, because that's putting the cart before the horse. Growing grace. Let Christ have the proper position. He is first and foremost. The 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 idea that we're dying to self. We're, we're okay. I'm. He must increase. You know the, this whole th- the thing, and then the works will naturally come as we follow after him. If we're trying to do the, the, the deeds, the works, the things, and thinking that's making us more spiritual, so to speak, or more Christian, got to put the proper perspective first. Know who you are first in Christ. Know that it is about him, about him first and foremost. A couple more Philippians now, chapter 1 and verse 9. Philippians, Philippians chapter 1 and verse number 9. It says here, and this I pray that your love may abound. There's the abounding again, yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, that ye may approve things that are excellent, that ye may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God, by him, not because of you're so good, but because of him. That's how we can abound. And finally, Philippians 4, verses 12 through 18. Philippians 4, and verses 12 through 18. It says, I know both how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Paul says he knows how to do both. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. See, it's the overflowing of stuff and suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me, not who strengtheneth me, which strengtheneth me. Knowing that it's in Christ strengthens you. Not, oh yes, I can do all things through Christ, who strengthens me. Christ strengthens me to be able to do this and to do that. and Know who you are in Christ. That will strengthen you. See, the proper perspective of once again, Notwithstanding, ye have done 
uh, well done that ye did communicate with my affliction. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me and concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. For even in Thessalonica ye sent once and again unto my necessity. As we're reading here in Thessalonians, these, as Paul was there for the first time, these Philippians were given to his necessity. Not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. But I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. Was it the gift, the, the, the temporal gift that was what refreshed Paul and what made him so? No, it was the heart of the matter and why they gave. That is what refreshed him. That's what made him abound. That's the sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God because of the reasonable service that was being on display, as it says in Romans 12. Living sacrifices there. That's the heart of it. And finally, as we go back to 1 Thessalonians 3 and wrap it up, now God himself, no, sorry, first number 13 now, because we just re- let's read 12 again. And the Lord make you to increase and abound in love one toward another and toward all men, even as we do toward you. To the end, he may establish you. This is a great word, establish. Your hearts unblameable in holiness before God, even our Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. Romans 16, verse 25, we see this word established. So I'm going to turn over there real quick as we finish up. Romans 16, 25, of course, as Paul's wrapping up his letter to the uh, Romans here, verse number 25, now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel. How do I get established in who I am? Well, you better really, really study the letters from the man that was given directly from God, this mystery that was given to establish us to establish you. The whole Bible is profitable. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. But when you're trying to understand who we are and to be rooted and grounded and to grow in grace in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, this is the power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began. That will establish you, but now is made manifest, and by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of the everlasting God, made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. Paul is simply saying that these things that were written aforetime for our learning, we now have the revelation of the mystery, because Paul's telling us this in his Gospels. So as you study this good news, this revelation of the mystery, Paul's Gospel, so to speak, as you really get rooted and grounded and established in that, then you can go and the whole Bible starts opening up. Because these things that were written aforetime that they didn't understand and they wrote them down, the, the things were written down. That wasn't the mystery. The revelation of what was that was all about was the mystery that Paul revealed. That's what will establish you. And so much uh, over the past three, four, five months uh, that I've been really studying through Uh, Getting established in that has really helped me with the rest of my Bible study. 
to the end, he may establish it. He's doing the establishment. He's the one that's rooting and grounding me in his truth, Christ's truth. It's, in, it's getting established so much more so that you see in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse number 17. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse number 17, where it says, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good work and work. This is what's comforting you. Get rooted in this. Should I get rooted in the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Those are great. Those are great to see the accounts of Jesus walking on this earth. But do you know why he said the things that he said to the Jewish nation? You'll start to know them if you start getting rooted and grounded and established in who you are now in Christ. It'll help you. And then look at, uh, finally, Rome, uh, first, excuse me, 2 Thessalonians 3, verses 1 through 5, and we'll finish with this. The Bible says here in 2 Thessalonians 3, in verse 1 through 5, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified, even as it is with you, and that we may be delivered for unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith. Boy, is that true. But the Lord is faithful. The Lord is faithful. Who shall establish you? I'm loving this word establish because it's just establish you. He plants you and keep you from evil. And we have confidence in the Lord touching you that ye both do and the will to do things which we command you. And the Lord direct your hearts in the love of God into the patient waiting for Christ. So as we wait for the, the blessed hope, as we wait for the catching up, as we wait for these things, uh, looking for that blessed hope, get rooted, get established. Because until you do those things, put the proper position, know who you are in Christ. Until you do that, it's going to be difficult to abound in love towards all. So let's work on that. Let's die to self. Let's get rooted and grounded and established in his word. Let's see who we are now in Christ, and it will just bless you and get you really grounded and bold so that you can abound in love towards all men. And that's 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. Thank you for studying with me through that. I'm going to look to see if there's anybody that made any kind of comments. I'll leave it open for a little bit. Like I said, there's a few people that joined, and uh, I see that Let's get the self turned up over here. Uh, all right, here we go. So I see that, uh, like I said, there's a few people that came on here, made a couple comments. There's at least four watching on YouTube right now, so hello to you. I don't know who all that is, but if you'd like to leave a comment and say where you're watching from, that would be great, or just to say hello. And over here on Facebook... Just my wife has commented, that's okay. I'm okay with that. I miss her already. Just just a few hours apart. I'm waiting, though. Uh, should be after after I get off work. Hopefully I can drive a couple hours over there and, and see them uh, overnight. And then um, I'll be preaching and teaching all day on Sunday. So i got to be back over this direction in Louisiana. So I'll be in three different states this weekend. Of course, that's not hard to do here on the Gulf Coast 
uh, Mississippi because it's about an hour and a half both directions of ways I'm going to be going from here. Pretty centralized here in Gulfport. So, anyways. All right. Well, if you don't want to leave a comment, that's perfectly okay. We'll wrap it up for tonight. Um, like I said, I've really enjoyed uh, studying through First Thessalonians. I know we took a, quite a bit of a break, but I'm glad to be back. And there shouldn't be, you know, of course, uh, Lord willing, there shouldn't be anything that kind of interrupts the rest of First uh, Thessalonians. And Second uh, Thessalonians, obviously, will take just a couple weeks or so. And then be thinking about what you'd like to study next. We haven't... Oh, we haven't covered every uh, epistle from the Apostle Paul yet. Um, I've been kind of saving. I've been kind of saving First and Second Corinthians because um, that's quite a long study. Uh, but I've been kind of saving that for a little while. But um, I've even contemplated. Uh, there's some things that uh, I've said probably about a year and a half, two years ago that um, I need to make sure that. Um, because when I went back and listened to some of my uh, earlier ones, uh, earlier podcasts, not that I said anything necessarily uh, blatantly incorrect, but I think I want to go back through the book of Romans again. Uh, you can never go back through Romans too many times. So, Well, it's awfully quiet, and uh, I think I'm going to give my brother Aaron a phone call and wrap it up for tonight. So anyways, we'll finish up with this view. I don't normally do that. I usually go back to the main camera, but we'll finish it up like this today. And uh, just tell you, thank you for joining me. And I really appreciate you again. Uh, if you're watching this live, that's fantastic. I really appreciate anybody that takes the time out of their Thursday night to watch this live. Uh, join me again next Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central. That's 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, but it's 8 p.m. Central Time. And uh, please join me next Thursday, Lord willing, as we go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and also continue any kind of discussions, any questions and comments. If you'd like to leave those, please leave them down in the comments section below. Um, you can always write me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I'd love to hear from you. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. And like I said before, if you really um, are enjoying these studies, and you want to um, find somebody that's maybe looking for a good Bible-based program, uh, please mention Let This Mind Be In You, and I would appreciate that. And uh, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up for tonight. Thank you once again for joining me. Love you in the Lord. God bless you. And let's abound in love. Let's have the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you. And that'll be it for tonight. Thank you so much for joining me, and I will see you soon.